Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Good old Rocky Pod. Boys. <sighs> Tough game Saturday. Half a game. Through. Half a game. <laughs> Embarrassing. Sad. <sighs> it is what it is. Great. Good episode, guys. All right. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I guess for me, like, um, I, after reflecting on the game, it was like, is the outcome that I kind of thought that would happen, but it wasn't the path to the outcome that I thought would happen, if that makes sense. So yeah. I, I was, I was like disappointed how we got there, but at the end of the game, I was like, well, this is kind of what I thought was going to happen, but it's just not the way I thought we were going to get there. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you can't kick two field goals in the red zone and you know I don't know like it felt like we could lose that game but it didn't feel like we would lose it the way we did that was the disheartening part what was the way we were going to lose it in your well, mind? I mean we were going to at least score some points in the second half okay no we didn't even do that but the doggone rest stopped us from doing that they did. Why did you say it like that, Chris? Because the refs did not prevent us from not scoring a single point in the second half. <clears throat> I well, would. They. They, they didn't score. Didn't help. Uh, that's for sure. No question about that. But no. no All right. No. Let's, let me harp on the refs for just a second. Like no. they did. Comp- no. the, the, I didn't think that. I was I wasn't that mad at them Saturday, but the more I've thought about it this week, they really did completely change the momentum of the game at the beginning of the second half. Like Bama's the second play when Bama of the half, Bama scores touchdown was the clear holding call, and then the ensuing kickoff was the stupid fair catch thing that is ridiculous. That from there we were just completely screwed. Yep. No, I, I agree with Caleb. Like, at the real-time talking, like, I was like, well, you know, we lost bes- because of other reasons. And I'm still not saying we lost because of the refs. But it was clearly bad calls that really squashed our momentum in the uh, second half of the game. Like, I, I do wonder if Bama, like, if they're at second and 20 on their first drive of the second half, instead of scoring a touch, like, they probably don't score... Maybe maybe they do, but I feel like the odds are not great that they score after second and twenty, and then who knows what? I mean, if they don't score there, maybe we just control the rest of the game. Maybe we just stick at twenty and hope for the best. We don't. Hopefully, things don't completely snowball out of control for us like they did. Like it clearly, as much as Gary Danielson doesn't want to admit it, we just let the momentum completely. And could not, just could not do anything after that. That was one thing that I wanted to bring up is I'm I'm never one of these guys that's like, oh my god, these announcers, you know, they're homers or blah blah blah. But Gary and Brad were just unbearable that entire game. Like, I mean, it just seemed like they were just rooting against us the whole time. Like they were just enamored by Alabama. 
Like Saban took him out to dinner the night before or something. Like it was, it was awful. I hated it. Yeah, I noticed it the first time where uh, Squirrel White had the touchdown catch where he like stretched out for it, and the first thing Gary Danielson said was, "Oh, I think I saw it moving." And like from the very first replay, it was securely caught and didn't move at all. And he's like, "Well, let's see another angle. I think I, I thought I saw it move, and I'm like, dog, it it never moved at all." <laughs> That was a great catch. That was a great catch, great throw. Um, I mean, my favorite thing was them like emphatically saying D. Williams called for a fair catch on the kickoff when that apparently is not the rule at all. Yeah, and then I <laughs> guess our- I heard uh, that the refs actually told our coaching staff after the game that it was an up man, like one of the blockers that called for the fair catch. Yeah, did you see the video of it? Uh-uh. He, like, just points to the ball, like, in the sky like this. Okay. So here's my thing. I want to unpack this a little bit because there definitely was a holding call on the long touchdown pass to start the second quarter. I, I get that. Like, they, they that should have been a holding call. They scored a touchdown, whatever. Now, going to the fair catch on the kickoff, let's say it was a fair catch. Why did we get? Why does the fair catch go at the three yard line and not the twenty five yard line like every other fair catch in football history? Since I think the changed. penalty is because we ran it after. If we would have just called the fair catch, my understanding is that we would have got the ball at the twenty five. But because we ran it and like acted like we didn't call a fair catch, that's the penalty. Uh, what? Well, like how you long? Can't, you can't call for a fair catch and then run the ball out. That's the penalty. How far did he so run? So what the if ball? you what if you call for a fair catch and then you sprint off the field to the sideline? Is that the same thing? Like you're gonna get called for a penalty there? Like so Wait. stupid. And here's the thing too is like I this is the and this might be a rule. I don't know what the rule actually says. Like can we have a, can someone that's not catching the ball call a fair catch? Yes, and apparently that okay after. reviewing this more it is clear as day that Saban or somebody on the Bama staff tipped the refs to this because same exact thing on the first kickoff of the game there if you watch the opening kickoff like our guy points to the ball over his shoulder and they didn't call it and then and I'm sure they tipped them right after halftime that we were going to to watch for that we do it and they kick it short of the goal line on purpose to pin us deep because I knew we were going to do it. And well, I told the rest curious how many other kickoffs we've had this season where that same thing's happened and it's not been called. Like, I've, I've never seen that. I mean, you know, you see it every now and then. Oh, guy signals for a fair catch and then runs. But, like, I don't know. That was such a weird little little thing to happen never seen that happen before. I mean, the thing that makes me angry is they weren't immediately blowing the whistle when he started, like, when he caught it. If it's a fair catch, you should <laughs> should blow it dead immediately. Y'all sound like Kentucky fans. Um. The refs. The refs. The All refs. right, well, I'll go in on Josh Hoppel then. Josh Hoppel had his worst game probably ever. It was awful. And that, that was the worst coach game of his Tennessee. This is being Tennessee fans. Very good. <laughs> I'm willing to spread the blame, but I do think the refs, we deserve deserve to be commented on because they were awful. 
Yeah. The, oh, yes, no question. They were awful. Although Heupel said the letter, of, according to the letter of the law, the, the call by the refs on the fair catch was correct. Although he had some qualifying remark about that as well. I can't remember. Okay, sorry. One more thing on the refs. Bama had zero live ball fouls the entire game. And the one penalty they called on Bama was not a penalty. <laughs> yeah. They snapped a legal snap and blew it dead. Yeah, that one penalty for five yards. Just incredible. Just and, great discipline play. They're and, one of the worst this, penalized teams in the country, along with us. But you know that he came in there and said something like, you can't get penalties. Remember last year we got penalties, so so they didn't. That's why. And here's the thing, too, is like I was thinking, of the, and this is me being a Kentucky fan, I guess, Chris, but uh, – <laughs> The uh, the snap infraction that we had, or the uh, where we acted like the uh, where we clapped or did the fake clap on the replay, it literally looks like our linebacker was tra- like, "Hey, bro, like let's you know, like he's encouraging the linebacker That's beside exactly of him." Doing. You know, yeah, and yeah. like the flag was from the dude standing behind that the the uh, the uprights. It's ridiculous. I mean, I don't know. If that makes more of a difference, then we are not getting any pressure on the quarterback. We can't complete a pass. We can't run the ball for more than a couple yards. We can't do anything to produce winning football for a whole half. Our quarterback can't sense backside pressure. No one is running routes hard to get open. They just outplayed us. We didn't get help from the refs but we did literally nothing to help ourselves to overcome that. Okay. Looking for a culprit for why we lost the game, it's us. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that in, on uh, actual Josh it's- Heupel calls for a second. Actual Josh Heupel calls. is like, I'm cool with us going on the fourth. I like the decision to go on fourth down, I'm okay with. It was just Fine. the actual play calling decision was garbage yes i think that was my biggest takeaway from the second half was play calling on offense and defense was just drastically different from what worked in the first half like we were running off tackle in the first half had success and then basically every time we ran the ball in the second half was just right up the middle into a big pile of defenders um, on defense, we were getting pressure because we were dialing up blitz packages, and in the second half, we're basically just rushing four. Like, I don't know. I felt like we changed our what what was working for us. And you think we went to coverage instead of blitzes because of the ease of which they had throwing the ball on that first drive? I mean, granted, it was two plays, but they hit their big play, and that spooks people. They hit the play that they always hit. Streak right through the center, no one within 10 yards of him. I mean, that shouldn't have changed it, but, you know, you don't have to hit the panic button right there, but I don't know. It was it was noticeably different, though, in my eyes. Yep. It altered our defense. Yeah. That is yeah. way less fun breaking down X's and O's and blaming the refs, guys. Come on. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. I'll grant you that, but ah, it just, it feel the whole conversation feels like a cat's paws for him immediately after a loss. I've never seen anything like this in Lexington. 
this league hates us. Well, what what do you think about the kind of the behind the scenes answers that we got on uh, a local radio show this week that says that <laughs> that uh, the reason we're not doing a big short package like the Tush Push from Philadelphia Eagles is because we don't want a lot of people falling on our center because he's a, a triple hernia. Cooper's core is not in great shape. Yeah. Probably smart. I, that yeah. makes sense, and I don't care. I don't think we should do the tush push. I think we should spread the field like we do on every other play. and Where a yard is pretty much a given. Yeah. Yeah. They were all bunched. Like we, we, we do not have the line to do any kind of bunch play. That is not our strength. That's not our philosophy. I do yeah. The calls were crap. Yeah. Was shit. And we do not have the quarterback at all at any point of the game to run a speed option. I don't know if I agree with that. Worked. He did here okay. and there. He had a couple he had a one goofy pitch or but I was actually pretty encouraged with Joe running the ball. Yeah. He's been he was, great the last two weeks, but he last, can't like, throw it and run it at the same time. He was tossing a baby or something. Or a Virginia <laughs> ham on the back of a truck. <laughs> oh, goodness. <sighs> Look like Frank Lucas in the back of the turkey truck in American uh, American Gangster, tossing out the turkeys. <laughs> All right, <laughs> oh, but man. he did speed option pretty well. Yeah, speed option was kind of in design, like run. All the design runs seemed to. Worked pretty well. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't Tommy Fraser out there, but it was, it was serviceable. Yeah, I just don't understand why, why did we, we went away from all that. Exactly, I don't get it. I don't get it. Probably never will. Is Halsley? Uh, is he the problem? Yes. Well, here's the thing too. I think that. No. I don't think we can blame the play calling in the second half. Like, play calling was bad, but it's like I wouldn't say we would have went away from our game plan if we didn't start at the three-yard line after the fair catch. Yeah, you know, but we had – We started at the 25. Whole rest of the half. But we're already behind. or We're already like the pressure's already on by the time we get the ball again. It's 20 to 14. <laughs> We're still the momentum had shifted. Well, it feels it feels like when we get in those situations that we don't really have like a go-to play or a set of plays that can get us, you know, a big chunk of yards. Like we're just like, okay, guys, it's okay, you know, we're just gonna run it up the middle three times and you know, hopefully catch them off guard. Like we don't have we don't have anything to get us out of that situation and kind of flip the momentum. I agree. Like we we don't have anything devastating. We just have the successes that we have had have come from doing the small things well, hitting the hole and breaking a tackle and getting to the second second level in the running game, and here and there passing, and McAllen Castles, 
every now and then. We don't, we are not anything like last year. Tired of talking about last year. We don't even do the thing where we like, say a wide receiver catches the ball. They don't run back and just like hand the ball to the referee anymore, do they? I don't know. Yes, they do. Yeah, I mean, not that. Do they? They don't even say please and thank you anymore. <laughs> I do like shout out We're to still- uh, Ramel Keaton for catching a 50 50 ball. Oh. Hey. <laughs> uh, and shout Good out boy. to uh, Dante Thornton or whatever for dropping Good. another ball. <laughs> yeah. Hit out in the numbers. Free up Man. to Scully. Time to go. I'm just amazed at a team that, that's just like so up and down like this that we're still five and two like oh i'm I'm glad we're not south carolina or one of those other teams right now yeah we got to our actual prove it game we just really hadn't played anyone until now now we know our defense is not a top 10 defense i know stretch of the imagination I disagree with that, I think. I mean, Haddon didn't come back after his injury, right? Yeah, he came back. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's some... on the field afterwards, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. He might have. <coughs> uh, okay, what else, Bama? I thought Joe had the best play of the year that he's made at the end of the first half, like, if I'm going to take a silver lining out of this game, that last drive of the first half was incredible, and the throw, touchdown throw was incredible. Yes. He showed yeah. awareness. He has not shown all year. I, it's good to see. With first the one half. To, uh, Castles? Yeah. Yeah, when they yeah, yeah, brought okay. the all-out blitz. Led him perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, no that that was that first half Joe was a revelation. That's the Joe we've been uh, with that everyone hoped that we would see. And then uh, I don't know that he disappeared, but what do you think? I think what we just, think? my gut is that our run game just wasn't working, and we were behind the sticks in the second half. And when we don't stay on pace, our offense doesn't work. So true. So true for many things. So do you, Chris? You you think this was the defense's fault that we lost? No, but I I think that it it fairly clearly showed that we are not a lockdown, smash and grinded out defense. Well, We're not the, bad. If the refs called holding. One of the ten times. Maybe. I know, Chris, I mean, here's the thing. I know you don't want to talk about it, but I saw multiple holdings that weren't called in that, like... What did well, I? Think about this three three uh, calls that screwed the defense over. One was the holding call and the touchdown. Two, they had third and four. They gave them a first down on that stupid clapping penalty. Three, uh, Judy Lawley got caught on the weakest holding call I've ever seen on a defensive back. All of those extended drives should not have been extended. I grant you that. I absolutely grant you that. What I don't grant is that we don't sound like Kentucky fans when we whine about the I don't care. It's the truth. I mean, 
So, uh, so are you, are you blaming uh, Joe Milton's uh, sack fumble score on our defense? No, I'm yeah, blaming that on Joe like, I, I, You take that away, our defense did really good. 28 points. A half. Uh, what? Oh, tw- three scores in the second half. Three okay. offensive yeah, scores. Yeah, we should have had four they in the first. On the non-holding yeah. call. That's only 21. Yes, you need to apologize to Kentucky fans everywhere. You keep grant stuff, Chris. We're going to have a big chunk of land. <laughs> I just, and whether we sound like Kentucky up. fans or not, we're going to have a lot of land grants here. <laughs> Completely broke up there, but I've, I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. I don't like complaining about referees. Is just a fundamental principle. We did not. I don't either. They should be better. I don't want to have to do it. (laughs) Yeah. No, I agree. They do their jobs, and we won't have to say it. They were awful. They were awful. Clearly, there had been some kind. Like Alabama had gotten in their heads. We only lost last year because you guys unfairly penalized us. Nineteen penalties is just unheard of. So. Something of that was in their heads. I have no doubt. You can, you sound like a conspiracy theorist now. You sound like a Kentucky fan, Chris. I mean, come That's on, jeez. I can't believe you said. You What's did your that? username on Cat's Paws? I'll share off the board. <laughs> I thought I heard your voice on Chaos or whatever. But I do not blame. I mean, but to blame the refs in I mean, that the main thrust of the conversation has been about the refs and what Tennessee did not do on the field is a bit unseemly to me. Well, it didn't help when uh, Heupel did his post-game presser and just had like that 30-second silent pause. Yeah, he was correct to do so! But, but we're wrong for complaining about it? Not, like, not wrong. I want you to be just aware of what it sounds like. And know that I am not going to... I'm just trying to... to stick up for our boys. Good for you, guys. Speaking of Kentucky... What about yeah. them? <laughs> we, we played them Saturday. Oh, do we? Yeah. I'm just moving the podcast along. Well, we play them and the refs. You know, if you know anything about SEC football. Krogeries. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Kroger just the worst? Oh man, they are, really are. <laughs> All right, dirty. Tennessee, Kentucky, seven o'clock Saturday. I, I'm finding it hard to be scared about this one. What about you guys? I literally know nothing about Kentucky, so I don't, I don't even know how to break down this game. I mean, it's Kentucky. Yeah. I feel, I mean, they could be 11-1 and we could be 1-11, and and I think we beat them. Yeah, I think, I mean, what was it, Heupel's first year here where we had that shootout up there? I I just can't see that happening now. I mean, I don't think, I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball effectively against us. But, I mean, I don't know. It all comes down to how Joe Milton plays in my eyes. That's every game from here on out. 
It's a quarterback's game, to be sure. They have good line play. They have a good defense. They run the ball. But their quarterback is also even more of a disappointment than Joe has been. Their receivers, who are really good, have not really been existent. Everything that they do hinges on Ray Davis, the running back. Guy who went for 250-plus against Florida. Yeah. So, I mean, stop him, you pretty much stop Kentucky. I mean, Which just about everyone has. What do, you, do you think night game, you think it'll uh, play any factor? It'll be juiced, and we Let's suck see. on the road. Let's see the weather for Saturday night. Oh, it's okay. Be 74 at kickoff. Not too bad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a, a weird change Stop. for playing Kentucky. Wow, yeah. Never heard of we going to go Y'all up have, there? Do we want to go up there? Kyle, what's your answer to that question? I don't know if the uh, good old Rocky Pod has heard about this or not, but I went to one away game in my Tennessee career, and that oh. was for my birthday. Me and Chris went to Lexington, and it was the first time Kentucky beat us in 26 years. Oh. That's the only away game I've been to. Ever oh. in my Tennessee, and we sat beside John Bryce's parents. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd have kept going, yes. you could have been on TV these past few years. <laughs> he, was, he was sitting there. We were talking. He, I mean, he was talking. He's like, "You ever heard of John Bryce?" And I'm, me and Chris, like, "Yeah." He's like, "That's our son." Cool. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's response to just about everything. Uh, but I distinctly remember the sinking feeling and seeing their their like thirty thousand fans that were there. Like Kyle, we got to get the hell out of here right now. <laughs> yeah. We almost got hit by the like church van that was rushing the referees out of the stadium, and they were flying. Yeah, they had good reason to that day. Those referees were terrible. Cost us the game. Yeah, and then we, we drove like an hour and a half home and then stopped at an Arby's, and the entire Tennessee fan base was at the Arby's, too. Oh, London, Kentucky. <laughs> it was horrible. So, yeah, um, they, I've never been to another were, wedding. Arby's wasn't horrible, though. They were out of honey mustard. This is what I really what remember. honey mustard for at Arby's? Uh, yeah. Uh, chicken, bacon, Swiss, Caleb. <laughs> I don't get roast beef. On it. <laughs> but they don't ever put enough. That was my birthday. <laughs> Happy <Yeah>. birthday. <laughs> <laughs> we had had success. Uh, the Ole Miss game. We had, uh, we had enjoyed Oregon the year before, even though it was a loss. It was pretty enjoyable for the theatrics and whatever. The weather. <laughs> That was the one that, like, Tyler Bray didn't want to play in the bowl game, Kentucky game. Apparently the whole team. More than just, yeah. Well, yeah, man, I mean, that's the thing. It was like, oh, yeah, we don't, we don't want to go to a bowl game. I think that the ways that Tennessee has avoided getting the, the Liberty Bowl getting us have been kind of hilarious over the years. Yeah. They had us in 2020, and then we all got COVID. 
we've either won or lost a game that has just put us right. I mean, those people are foaming at the mouth to get Tennessee in the Liberty Bowl, and we just won't do it. We just they won't go. <laughs> Even the Liberty Bowl stadium is fine. They have pronto pups, gigantic corn dogs. They're amazing. It's not in a great area. You better lock up your car or take the bus. But, yeah, the Liberty Bowl has tried desperately. I love hearing, like, November, representatives from the Liberty Bowl are here at Tennessee versus UConn to scout out the, the five and three balls. Yeah, they're sitting next to that uh, Michigan staffer. What, cat? Oh, my god. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Shots fired. All right, well, is that it for the podcast this week? I don't know. My cat's going crazy. What else we got? One. Guys? I I really tried, Kyle. I no, almost no, said it two no. other times. Well, I'm counting. Didn't. That's the first time, so I'm just going to say how many more. I know, but I'm just telling you, I'm making a <laughs> conscious effort. <laughs> Kyle is our in-house ombudsman, dear listeners. Uh, you know, in the Christian world, they, we say every good pastor has three closings, and that's Matt's first closing. Well, the other thing I hate I do is like when I'm listening to someone else talk and then like they're done, like I'll be like, I mean, oh, it just annoys the hell out of me. Whenever I hear it, I'm like, dang it, stop doing that. Yeah. So I'd rather do what else than, <laughs> oh, God, I mean, oh man, that was a rough week. Yeah, I bet to say I'm pretty bummed. Remember that referee uh, cheating scandal they had years back? Oh, geez. Yep. Yeah, it's spreading. It's spreading to the you realtors like in Tuscaloosa. Well. <laughs> no, but I honestly, I, I have no feel, like we just talked about, I have no feel for Saturday's game. I'm just going to, we... I think we're going to win, but I have no reasoning to believe or to justify that. I just always think we're going to beat Kentucky. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm worried we could have a letdown game. I'm worried that second half last week just took everything out of this team, and it's going to be a, a, a struggle from here on out. Kind of like the second half of 2020 Georgia. That's exactly what I was thinking about this game the other day i was like this feels a lot like 2020 georgia where we have all this momentum going to halftime and josh palmer two touchdown catches like okay we got this and then just rug ripped out from under us what we you go ahead we should have known in 2020 we get on the the uh, halftime podcast for locals well a local show He's pretty much guaranteeing that we're going to win this game. <laughs> then it happened again on Saturday. I'd forgotten about that. I'd gotten my hopes up, and the exact same thing played out. Yeah. You're blaming others other than the offense and defense now. <laughs> well, I want to. I want to blame you, Caleb, because you placed some bets mm -hmm. on Alabama at halftime. Yes. And I would like to propose here on the air that you donate those winnings to the uh, volunteer club. 
<laughs> no way, because I lost so many other bets. <laughs> After right. week one, I was just like, I can't do this this year. I'm not betting anything until like bowl, bowl season. All right, let's uh, have a, a 90 second chat on this. Is depending on a win or loss Saturday to Kentucky, I think uh, maybe draws a path to seven and five. Um, because I because I think a loss to Kentucky might snowball into a loss to Missouri and a loss to obviously Georgia. Right now, I'm thinking we're just losing to Georgia, but I think if we beat Kentucky, we'll probably end up beating Missouri. But I think if we lose to Kentucky, I think we're going to lose to Missouri too. I just can't, can't see us losing me. to either of those teams. What? I'm just thinking, I kind of agree with you, Kyle, but how many times have we said that this year? Well, if we don't beat Florida, the season's going to tumble out of control. If we Yeah, I, I just I just feel like Kentucky and Missouri is like a package deal this year for me. No. I think we could, I think it could go either, any of the ways. So could beat. I mean, those two teams, we should be able to just run the ball whenever we want, how many times we want, like, I mean, they don't match up to us, I don't think. Missouri. Like, who, who has Missouri has, played this year? What, they LSU, Kansas, Kansas State? State? Kentucky. Wow. South Carolina last week just throttled them about like we did. No, Missouri is a pretty good football team, and it's in Columbia, and Columbia is weird. Yeah, it's going to be about 31 degrees when we play them. Oh, I want to yeah, go to that one. They have the weird font on their field. They have a the their jerseys this year are hideous. Oh, this year, yes. Have they, have they ever had good jerseys? I mean, the black mm-hmm. ones were okay. Like, you know, it's generic football. But those yellow things that they're wearing, oh my god, they're awful. I was I, actually I, thinking. Yeah, I just think a loss Saturday is a, a, a clear path to seven and five. I mean, seven and five is on the table if we can't juice up. If I mean, if we can only, if we're only going to play half a football game, then yeah, that's you, that's very much in play. If we lose to Kentucky, I don't want to see Joe Milton again. I just don't. I'm sorry. I'm I'm kind of with. I'm not not that I just want to not see him anymore because I feel like I've been like that for a minute, but like it. There's really nothing else to. If we lose in Kentucky, it's yeah. just like season's done. Let's just give Nico some extra time. Because I guess technically, right now, we still have an outside chance at making Atlanta, right? Like, technically. Very little percent chance, but I mean, just go ahead and pull the plug on it. Yeah. I'm no, sorry. I, I, think, I, think, I think fighting, I don't even think, I'm not even thinking about Atlanta or a good bowl game. I just think nine and three is respectable. I don't really care about eight and four and seven and five is like if you're gonna be seven and five, you might as well get Nico some extra time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean you can't, can't predict that based off of a loss to Kentucky, but I think that you 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 I I don't know if Nico's any good or not. Well, we don't know because our starter is too bad to give him any playing time. What do you think? What do you reckon is the reason for that? Why? Why is Joe? 
why is Joe the guy? Undisputably the guy. Is it because that Nico isn't ready? Or Joe is just shows out and practice that well? I don't... Country, I mean, that's been Paris Joe's with, gimmick since he got here. Oh, he's the greatest practice player ever. Oh, he makes all the greatest throws, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's all they've been saying for three years now. And he sucks. Caleb? I I don't have anything to say. I don't. <laughs> I definitely. <laughs> I think for me, um, I don't think it's Nico's physical stuff. I think we're going to be very pleased with him physically and talent wise. I honestly think it might be just a him studying the playbook thing. You know, like we got a pretty complicated offense. No, uh, we don't. Not this year because our quarterback can't run it. I think we got a pretty complicated offense. We're a half field offensive team. It's been simplified to make it go faster. You're asked to make one read. That's why all these NFL goons start talking shit about our offense when our players get drafted. Well, they didn't run a full route tree, so we have to teach them. Their college offense was too simplistic. It's simplistic by design. Whether or not it... It's complicated or easy. Nico's been on campus since December. He should have it. Yes. Yeah, by now. I think what you said the other day to me makes the most sense. We need to know if he sucks or not. Yes. And we've not had that chance yet. We need to know if we have to hit. How hard do we have to hit the portal in the offseason? Like, do we bank everything on it? Or do we get someone who can just back him up next year? Because oh God, um, Navy Schuler, yes, uh, Jake Merklinger or whatever his name is from Georgia. But he be a freshman, so we can't play him. Ah, year. that's true. He's not ready. That's the thing. Yeah, unfortunately, that, that mm. I, it, I I had somehow forgotten over the course of the season that we lose basically everyone next year. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, I don't know. It seems like a problem. We it looked like Colorado figured out that problem for three weeks, and then it turns out not quite. Florida State kind of figured it out too that you can flip a roster. <laughs> they had a ton of transfers. They had a ton of transfers. Yes, but, but, but this I, I staff hope- has shown that it's not very good in the transfer portal. Yeah, I hope we get nine offensive linemen in the transfer portal. I hope we get, yes. I think the staff's done fine. They just need more players. They've done fine in the transfer portal. But. Yeah, I think it's just a lack of building them. Like, they go out and address, like, you know, positions of need, but I don't know. Like, not all, not all of them pan out. Of course not. Very sad. Very sad. <laughs> well, we need like to cut. the refs in these days and age. You know what? You're right. That's a good podcast. Good job, guys. (laughs) All right, let's finish it up with a Guess That Vol. Everybody's favorite segment. All right, let me guess. Some random UAB game from 2012 or something. No, Caleb. It's going to be 1998 Tennessee versus Kentucky. Let me see if they got the weather here. Tim Cow. Nope. Okay, what Tennessee player? Had a 58-yard touchdown run. 
58 yard touchdown. Come on, this is iconic. Clearly. Clearly. Travis Henry. No. <clears throat> All right, guys, somebody guess. Don't think Team so. Team <laughs> No. Um, Ontario Hardesty. Just just as a bit of background, Kyle came of age after that hallowed season. Oh, happy birthday. No way. I didn't even listen. I didn't even listen to the question. I was playing on the phone. What? Yeah, you're Googling it. What Tennessee player had a 58 yard touchdown run? What year? 98. (laughs) Kentucky. He played for the Bills in the NFL. Sean Bryson. Thank you, Sean Bryson. Y'all don't remember that? Well, I no. I remember his Florida touchdown. Ah, oh, man, he was a great player. All right. Hang on, Love Sean Bryson. Let me look up uh, thesaurus.com. Okay, he's looking up thesaurus.com. And it's what else? I'm looking up. Uh, Looking for better ways to say what else. Yeah. Do I get a thesaurus for that? Or? Yeah, I feel you. Once you uh, just say it in Spanish or something, yeah. That's uh, all, folks. Kelso. <laughs> all right. Um, let's, do we win Saturday? Yeah. Yeah. Score Chris, predictions. Score predictions. Oh, yeah. Oh, hold on. Let me get my notebook. I'm going to say no. We lose 27-24. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say we win 27-24. All right. I will say we win 28-23. Okay, and I will say that we win 44-17. God, God bless. Here we go again. That's a, God. that's a beautiful score. Like, oh man, crap. beautiful score. God bless you, Matt. <laughs> Dee Williams has four punt returns. <laughs> All called back for fair catch violations. <laughs> he made the tee. He made the tee with his arm. <laughs> he made the tee. <laughs> it's clear. He made the tee. He looked like a like an NPC from like Skyrim or something like just <laughs> ridiculous out there. The uh, the cutouts that they were using for the player pictures looked like Skyrim potato head figures. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, that's it, folks. Sorry we had a rushed and uh, rambling episode this week, but. Maybe you'll get some game day content from us on Saturday evening. We'll see. But, or maybe not. <laughs> well, I already I already planted that seed, so if our one listener wants it, then just let us know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and anything else? What else? Have a great week, guys. Everyone except the rest have a good week. Yeah, stupid True. realtors.